So today looks a bit different than normal. There's not the normal someone gets up and speaks and shares a word, although we, we may venture into that space a little bit later. Uh, we'd love to share with you some uh, news about Lilia Haven and where we're headed in that space. Uh, I'm going to fire off to Amy to get things going. Good morning, church. Good morning, family. It's precious to be here. I'm very aware that I feel like the last six months, anyone who's tucked themselves into this community as their home, I've not gotten to know um, so much. I've missed that. And um, yeah, I was a, a pastor here for a good 12, 13 years and um, happily handed that back to very capable people and to new people rising up um, last year in order to be up the hill, the top half of our church um, we have a residential program called Lilia Haven. Um, the, the ministry belongs to the Lord. It's been in his heart for many years. Um, he spoke to our church about it some years back. He spoke to me about it in an encounter in Philippines. Um, we've had prophetic words that we will be a healing place and we're going to help set um, hearts free and that there would in particular be residential for women. It's not to say there won't be for men, but we've just really felt that and we've had it spoken over us. City Arise Church in Rockingham um, came and merged with us a couple of years ago and we were able to take on a bit of their legacy in having doors open with women in the, in, in the community and Greg and the Vandersands in particular. And it's just been an honour to be open. We've had 14 months now, I think, of women in our residential program. We've had 19 um, lives come through those doors and stay. I feel broken in this area for the Lord this morning. He's really putting this city on my heart. So if you see me in an ugly mess, it's an honour. I really feel like he's calling our church higher. And there's, there's another whole level of getting our hands dirty. And I'm okay to be wrecked for that. So just know that that's in my spirit this morning. Um, uh, we've had 19. I only met 18 of them. One only came a Friday night and left a Sunday. I didn't even meet her. But um, we've had 18 that it's been a high honour to journey with. I've seen a lot of brokenness and a lot of women. I've seen in their eyes the fear of not getting well. And I've seen stuck places. And I've heard very traumatic stories and tormenting stories and it's a really high honour to get your hands dirty because um, these women's lives are not dirty. These women's lives are beautiful and they deserve to get well and they want to get well and their kids need to get them to get well and their lives really deserve it. And it's just been such a high honour to be tucked up the hill with the bravest and the bravest people of all have been the participants at Lilia Haven. And I just want to... Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, thanks, Ellie. I just want to honour past and present participants because all 19 mattered and all 19 did some work. I also want to honour those in this community who've been very much involved in that, whether you came and practically helped. Uh, it was just so beautiful how many of you came up and you were painting walls and doors and donating some of your furniture, which is still up there beautifully. And we had people sewing curtains and donating cutlery. And we've had the intercessors we've had have been incredible. We've had some harrowing weeks in the ministry 
And I feel like the one thing that got us through was the power of the Lord through our intercessors. If I had to say the one thing that I'm so grateful for the most, um, the second thing is the, the men either side of me and the wisdom and the courage that they shared in hard times. But the top has been the intercessors. And I'm just so, so grateful for every one of you who've prayed. People in this, in this room have adopted a participant in prayer. You only got the letter of the alphabet. But you chose that letter and that letter represented a participant and you've really carried them and it's really mattered. And so thank you to every heart that's been involved in such an important way. Um, we ended up just going, we're, we're going to have our heart is for, for women who are vulnerable, who really need a residential place to be safe. We didn't quite know the exact demographic we would get into, but we stumbled into our demographic becoming um, women who are struggling with drug and alcohol issues or mental health issues or a mixture of that. That was sort of the main thing um, that we've ended up doing, and it's been precious, it's been hard, and so many volunteers here in particular have gotten involved, have never been in that space before, and you've been so brave, and your love has made a big difference, and your discipleship and your mentorship so thank you. So that's been our demographic um, and we're going to carry on with that demographic for only one more month and then we are carrying on, we're going to grow, we're going to get bigger but we're adjusting um, the model and the demographic for bigger impact. So you may have noticed we closed our doors to new participants coming in a few months ago um, and we just continued to work with the beautiful women that we have had so that we could really get into some of that trauma work and um, the, the, um, just really getting the kingdom culture and a lot of discipleship going on, and that's been super precious. But what we found was in order to have that exact model and the exact demographic that we've had, we need far more staff. So it's just not been sustainable in a staff trained staff kind of way and in order to have that much more trained staff you need to have that much more money okay so it's like we needed thousands and thousands more um in a way that hundreds of thousands hundreds of more. thousands more Truly. So we needed hundreds of thousands more. And that is not beyond the Lord. The Lord named Lilia. Um, I know a lot of people read it and they're not sure how to say it. Um, I was curled up on the couch going, Lord, this is your ministry. What is it called? And I saw in writing and chalk writing the word Lilia. I've never even heard of it. I looked it up and it just said it's got a Greek meaning and it means God is abundance. Not God has abundance. God is. It's who he is. Is abundance. And we have seen the abundance of him through the praying, through the finances, through the, the beautiful property, through the helpers that have come, through the volunteering, through the donations from people in Rockingham, um, but felt that the hundreds of thousands it would take to do the current demographic and the current model, maybe there's a different way and maybe the future could be adjusted to a more sustainable model and felt his wisdom in that. So we just close, chose to close our doors and um, keep journeying and fighting for those that we've had. And they've all gotten to a point where at the end of August, we can have a group graduation. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> can put a... Um, and we want to do that a lot of that as part of a Sunday service. So at the end of this month on the 27th, um, we'll have the worship time. And then we're going to have a celebration service. And the celebration is, number one, the bravery of the participants past and present. Because that's been the biggest thing to celebrate. Can give a hand to that. I personally would find it super hard to give up 
everything and to move into a cottage amongst women that I don't know to be in a program. It's incredibly brave to sign up to be in a program. So we want to celebrate them um, more than anything and to graduate um, those ones that we have just this in this current month as well as celebrate past ones, any past ones that happen to still be in our community. We have a few. Um, but also wanting to celebrate what the Lord has done. And we want to celebrate what we're calling Chapter 1. So Chapter 1 of Lilia Haven was an amazing 15 months. Um, I, I, it would have been helpful to know, like, how, how well did we do? Lord, was this a failure? Was this okay? Was this, did we make a difference? And one of the areas that's been encouraging was Greg's done more research into the statistics of... I don't know what one calls success when it comes to fighting for lives. Um, I see every day as a success. I see them knowing they loved as a success. Them knowing they're safe as a success. The woman who only came for a weekend was safe, loved, and she didn't use for a weekend. To me, that is success. That 19th one that I never met, that was success and that mattered. Um, but Greg was able to research that in government-funded rehabs, success rate and high success, and the goal is that they would be a participant for three months. If they can stay for three months and commit to um, a program and commit to getting well and to staying clean, that's the actual success rate in the community. For our 19, our, our um, average was four and a half months that participants stayed. But the first 30 days is the hardest. The first 30 days, what we called it the first 30 days, is when they really have to decide, is this what I want to do? 12 of the 19 went beyond the 30 days. And of the 12 that went beyond the 30 days for six, six months and two days, six months and two days was our average of people committing to do their, like that is double the success rate. And I just want to celebrate that. That's a lot of time for participants to, to give their lives to getting well. And that's, um, that's a really beautiful success rate. Um, we finish up this first chapter with B still having a passion for the exact same demographic. Um, people stuck in addiction really matter and people with acute mental health journeys really matter. Um, I'm going to step away from being the director of, this, of Lily Haven Chapter 2 because I'm going to continue to grow fighting for people that are stuck and my passion is going to move into speaking in churches and to leadership teams about mental health in the church and becoming trauma-informed churches and about what are the keys for this city because some of our participants who didn't make it wanted it, but they were so stuck and we didn't get them unstuck. And that matters to me. I'm perturbed in a holy way about some of the things I saw and heard and I'm scarred by it and I'm grateful that I'm scarred by it. And I'm going to um, move away from the residential side and develop what we're calling the, the, the transformation centre, the paradox transformation centre, and and get more courses going and more equipping going in this space. And, and um, I'm really wanting the keys to the city. And I know there's many others like me and there's other churches who have the same passion. The keys when it comes to... Like one of the keys is very much, Kendall just carries the keys of connecting people to services. She's incredible. Um, and so the crew is a space where more keys will come. But I'm wanting the keys for deliverance. There's, I'm wanting the keys for, like I just feel like the Lord's saying to this church, do you know what it will mean if I give you the keys? And I was just wrecked in the worship this morning and I felt him saying, this is for you, Amy, but this is for paradox because 
Years back, the Lord spoke and told Brad, I'm giving you a regional mandate that the church you lead is regional. It'll have a regional impact. And and, and that began a journey of thinking bigger than just Quinana, where we were at the time. Do we understand what it's going to mean if we say yes to this mandate? Because it's going to be uncomfortable and messy and it really costs. It's... Um, it's going to be a lot of us knowing we don't feel cut out for it. That sentence Kendall said, I think a lot of us live with that. I've lived with that for 15 months up the hill, but it doesn't disqualify us. And the Lord qualifies those that he calls. And he actually gives, it. when we say yes, and we just have a heart for it, which is what the key is, then he anoints that and he he. De- you give him the loaves and the fishes and he multiplies it. But I feel like there's a lot of us that are um, that are not stepping in because of our disqualification of self. But I feel like he's got an invitation in the season that this church can adopt a city. But do we understand the cost? Because he's not going to give us the keys until we've said yes. But yes is going to really cost us. Don't you miss the, the times in the Lord where there's that real fire and there's a real presence and people are really like that real just getting in the guts of the things of the Spirit and the things of the Lord. I think that only happens when there's new people coming through the doors to get saved because it's the salvations and it's the fire of the Lord because they're encountering Him for the first time. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit for the first time. And But but if we're just a church full of mature Christians who've, or people who've been Christians for a long time, where is the freshness? because you'd become a pond instead of a river. And I, in order for us to be a river where there's a constant stream of people coming through, we're going to have to go after them. And that's going to mean really, really listening to the cry of our city. And I felt him say in worship this morning, can you hear it? Just listen. That's a bunch of children that got put into the foster system this weekend. You just Listen. That is the domestic violence that was happening while we were worshipping Jesus. Listen to the sound of your street. That's the people who have the same issues as you do, but they don't have a hope. I feel like our minds are so filled with what our personal problems are, whether we're gaining weight or losing weight or fit or not fit or whether we want to be in this job or not be in this job or whether our kids are doing well or not or how we're feeling about church and and the, like our minds are filled but will you listen it's going to take other centeredness it's going to take it's going to take costing our lives and loving this city Greg said, we just, as a church, we have a passion for the city. And I feel like we're a church with particular people who have a passion for the city. I love us. I've been here for many, many years since day dot. But I don't think we could say our church has a passion for the city because I can't taste it. And I don't see it. But I feel the Lord choosing us. I feel he's saying, I choose Paradox to be one of the ones. We're not the only church, but one of the churches who I... Like I really felt him say in worship that when he was on the cross, he had the high honor of feeling the weight of our sin and our pain. And he felt it all and took it. And I'm not sure we have an openness to feeling the pain of our city. 
so we're lukewarm and we're numb to it. But saying yes to Rockingham and Mandra and saying yes is, is means we're going to notice and it's going to break our hearts. I'm heartbroken of some of the things I've seen this last year and I'm okay about that. Are we heartbroken? Can we see it? The people who have sickness and they're limping and they have diseases and we haven't been praying for them when we see them in the shopping center and when we see them in an aisle and we just clam up and walk away. But but what if we gave the Lord permission to share his heart with us for the broken? What if he could share it with us and we said, we will give you, we say yes. It just takes our yes, but it's going to be messy. And so this next season, chapter two, is going to really matter for our church. And it's going to be more important than ever to, to cost ourselves. Chapter two is going to be a different model and a different demographic. Um, Greg has beautifully been connecting with the city of Rockingham as he does. I'm just going to keep talking. And he's, um, um, what's the name of the of entry point? So there's a, a um, um, it's called entry point. And if people are in need or they don't have somewhere to live and their lives are broken and they're at risk of homelessness or are homelessness, there's an agency called entry point who's able to say, there's two beds over here, this agency over there is full, sorry. Um, this is a DV shelter, go there. Um, and we want to be part of entry point and for them to be able to send women to us. And Greg has been talking to the city and talking at entry point um, and this rough sleeper coordination group, he can tell you more. They've been talking and Greg's been saying, what's the biggest need for vulnerable women in our city? And they said, there's two. There's two demographics and there's no answer in Rockingham for these two. And that's um, pregnant women at risk of homelessness or who are already homeless. Um, they lose their babies if they don't have a... And we, King Eddie does continue to still call Soul, which is the um, organisation Leah Haven's under, and they say, do you have a place for this woman because she's just given birth and she, we will take this baby off her if she doesn't have an address. So if you don't have an address, you lose your baby. And these women are everywhere. And the phone calls have kept coming this last year. We never took one of them while we were dealing with the beautiful demographic we have had. But... We're going to take those women. So women who are pregnant or have just have no home. And if you have no home and if you are homeless and you're pregnant, it means you don't have a family to go to. Like it actually means you don't have anybody. Otherwise, you would be at your mum's or at your sister's or at your auntie's. So these are women who don't have anyone. And often they leave their partner when they find out they're pregnant because he's a drug user or there's stuff going on. And that's when they go, my baby's worth better, and so I leave, but then they're homeless, and they're good mums. Or they get um, their family cuts them off because they were pregnant when they weren't married. There's, there's people who deserve to have their babies remain under their care. Not all babies in foster care is because it was a mum who couldn't do it. It's often it's address-based. And so we're going to take those. And the other one was women, single women, who have some young children who are, are homeless, and we're going to have those women and those children on site and we're going to have pregnant moms and they're going to need a community and they're going to need birthing partners. I don't know if you've ever been in a birthing suite for someone else. I have. My legs were blown up for two days after because I was standing on my feet a whole day and a whole night, but it's nothing compared to what the woman birthing has to go through. And it's an honour. That's what I mean. It's going to be messy. It costs they're going to need birthing partners. They're going to need mentors. They're going to need you to hold their baby while they have a shower because mom's not coming to do it. 
um, they're going to need prams and they're going to need to be told they're a good mom and that they're going to have a home one day because they won't have a baby room. But we get to be a church because at the moment, if they get to stay here, they get to keep their baby. But at the moment, it's two years till they can get a house if they're one of the lucky ones who can get a house. So the housing thing is so huge at the moment that this demographic of women are losing everything because of the housing issue. So we've got a bunch of dorms up there. We might be able to get more dorms going. We might be able to get other places going. Maybe you've got space where you are. But this... There's this need, and Rockingham is saying we don't have anywhere for these two. If they've got domestic violence, there's shelters, there's places, but if they don't have domestic violence, there's nowhere. So we're putting up our hand. I won't be the director of that second season, but Jenny van der Sand is going to be our new director for that season, which is really, really exciting. Um, She's not here today because she's with her foster daughter, her Aboriginal foster daughter, um, learning her language on on country, which is just really precious. But she's going to come in on the first weekend of September. We're going to hear more from her and what volunteering can look like with her and what getting alongside can look like um, with her. But this new model with this new demographic is actually a far more financially viable way and more sustainable way. Um, and so we just are excited that this might be more of it. So it's going to be chapter two. I don't know if that chapter's the rest of the book. Maybe in six years' time, chapter three is we're going to have people coming out of prostitution. I don't know. I just know that the Lord's heart is for these women and we get to be that kind of church. But are we open to saying yes to the cost and the call? Because to, to get involved means to feel it and to see it, and to know it, and we can't stay comfortable. It's the opposite of comfort. It's uncomfortable to help at the crew. It's uncomfortable to get involved at Lilia Haven. It's uncomfortable to spread the gospel and to get to know our neighbours. We can find it hard to meet someone new in the foyer after a Sunday. To introduce yourself to a new person can be just so very hard, but that's what's involved when it comes to bringing the kingdom into introducing people to Jesus. We've got to know the people on our street my next door neighbor, I just love her. Um, And every now and again, when we have chats, she says she's very proud to tell people who help her at her house that she has a policeman living one side of her and a preacher on the other side. And so they were like, well, you must be really naughty if you're between a preacher and a policeman. But but she's so interested in what we're doing here. And it's just, we get to talk about how we're bringing the kingdom and we get to talk about these ventures and she's getting excited and dreaming into it. And we get other non-church people who could get involved and other churches are going to get involved. And Greg's just incredible at the way he keeps fighting for churches to work together rather than to be insular. But I'm, I'm just feeling the Lord saying he will give it to us, but are we, are we open to the cost and are we open to... To, to crying for our city and to interceding. We're not interceding because we don't feel the brokenness and the care, the, the pain point is not felt. Are we open to feeling the pain of our city and to, to get outside of our heads and to get over ourselves and to get over scrolling and just booming and busting, working hard and then flat on the couch and actually get over ourselves and get out of our houses and, and get active I feel the Lord on what Amy's saying. Uh, as she said, I came from City Arise Church. We started a church with a heart for this city, and every week, 
all you would hear is like, we're going to see this city saved, we're going to see it redeemed, we're going to see everything met. And sort of coming over to Paradox, I feel like that, that voice has been lost. Um, and I, we just, we've just been talking the last couple of weeks, and I didn't think Amy was in on these conversations of like, and then Brad said this week, it's, Greg, it's time to start beating that drum that we're going to see this city saved. And so the, the word of the Lord is here now for that. So I encourage you, it's interesting, I was in a conversation with Brad and Nicole and Jess. Brad and Nicole and Jess don't live in the city of Rockingham, but they're like, yes, it's now and we're going after this city. So I encourage you, you're going to start hearing it more. We're going to start beating that drum um, and that drum is here to stay and we are going to see and it's going to cost you and you're going to start hearing stories and I think for, for us to take ownership, it takes us stepping out of our comfort zone and so I just love what you said Amy I love I love that you have a heart for the city as well and I think we're going to hear that more and more more and more from people here that you're saying now we're going to see this city redeemed and saved and those that are broken here matter um and I love even Kendall doesn't live here as well but she's saying there's something birthing in her of a heart for this city and I think as we see this city saved it's going to be a um, a benchmark city and a, a place that others from around the world are going to come and say, how did you see the kingdom come? We see this evidence all through this city and we're going to end up being a sending city of people get equipped and trained here and then we're going to send them out. That's it. Amen. So as Amy said, it's been a massive journey. Um, the last 15 months has been a wonderful journey and a beautiful journey and we've seen just amazing heartwarming stories and incredible heartbreaking stories. And we've seen just massive highs and massive lows and often all of that happens all on the same day. Um, but, it, <laughs> but it was worth it. Those 19 women are worth it. Um, and I'm just super excited for the next chapter that we get to expand to help even more people. And what I'm excited about, as we did the review over the last six months, we continue is this... Is this what God's on? Is this where we're going? And part of that review was saying, well, what was the success? And one, the 19 women were the success. Two, running accommodation. We do that really well. Um, and the third one was uh, the heart journey and the therapeutic program. Uh, for Brad and I, we didn't get to be as involved with the women directly, but we were the support behind our female staff that were working with them. And we just got to hear incredible stories of breakthrough that women were having for the first time in their life. Many having going through lots of other rehabs and then coming here and all of a sudden things are unravelling and things are getting free and we're seeing people move forward. What that review has meant, it's like we need that to happen to more people than just the women in this program. And so part of that in a way is pulling Amy out and taking that 15 months of um, learning that has happened, equipping that's happened. It's, it's really been probably a 12-year process or more of learning, but there's been a, a speeding up of that equipping over the past 15 months. And so we're excited for what is the Paradox Transformation Centre, which Amy's going to be leading, which is bringing this journey of breakthrough and the equipping of people to journey through breakthrough into more areas. So that might look like running courses here, but more than likely you won't see everything that Amy does. You won't see the majority because she's going to be equipping other churches to bring breakthrough to their people and to their community. And we're super excited. Uh, we thank you for the journey that we've got to be on to, um, so far this past 15 months. Um, it doesn't end here. It continues and it looks a bit different. 
and we're excited to have more of you involved in different aspects. And, you know, we're seeing Lilia Haven and the crew and we're seeing Paradox Transformation Centre. The vision for this city is covering every sphere, covering every level of brokenness, covering, we're seeing marriages restored and kids are reunited and businesses thrive. Um, we we want to see what it looks like for the kingdom to come in the city. And interestingly, I, I also feel the now word this week uh, on Wednesday afternoon was the first afternoon that a number of churches to gather together to say, how can we see the kingdom come in our city? The whole purpose was coming together is to see the kingdom come in the city and to see breakthrough. And that is incredible. We've had ministers gatherings for the last 15, 20, 30 years. We'll be coming be relationally connected. But now we're saying, no, it's time to move beyond being relationally connected and being connected through our mission to see the kingdom come in our city. And so I'm excited about involving others. We're going to see other churches involved in our ministries. We're going to encourage you to get involved in their ministries. And then there'll be times where we come together as churches to see ministries developed. The vision for this city is far greater than what Paradox can do. It needs every church playing their role to see the kingdom come in this city. So I encourage you, you're going to start hearing more. I encourage you not to sit back. Don't feel ill-equipped or unequipped because God's the one that equips us and it's our yes is all that's needed. Did you want to share anything, Brad? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, <clears throat> I think in, in acknowledging the, the therapeutic part of uh, what has been in Lilia Haven, providing a safe space is really, really important and a safe community, but uh, it, it was the prayer ministry and uh, and things that happened in those spaces where were just amazing stories of breakthrough, but also it's all of the training and equipping that happens. And so where we have seen, you know, we've got a handful of those who came in graduating, but I know the seeds that were planted uh, in all of those women's lives are, are going to produce good fruit um, because it's it's now in you have insight you have revelation you have uh, you know understanding deposited into you which you, you, you can't forget those things uh, whereas sometimes we live in patterns uh, of denial or patterns of a lack of awareness and then when God brings a revelation it's like wow I've, I've you know so it, it it might still continue on the on the roller coaster as we all do let's face it um, uh, but ultimately uh, moving further and, and, and closer and closer towards Jesus um, I was going to share uh, briefly this morning, not knowing how much time uh, this would take, but we don't have enough time. Um, but but one of the words that I felt like uh, God had given a scripture was Proverbs twenty nine eighteen uh, from the ESV. It says, "Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law." Uh, and the reality is, without a clear vision from God and a conviction to follow what he is calling us to, we naturally fall into undisciplined living. That's what it means to cast off restraint. So you could say those who don't have a, a clear prophetic vision from God just fall into undisciplined living. Uh, and I think sometimes that can be the, the natural course of our lives where we can be passionate on fire for God because the vision is flowing. And then when we lose sight of that, we fall back into kind of old ways and old patterns. We end up being captivated by what the culture around us is telling us to value, what the culture around us is, is telling us to invest into, telling us to, what to aim for, what to give our lives for. And, and I think even just this morning, hopefully you've just had a fresh envisioning of what God is calling you to, uh, that you have a part to play. I think 
we often don't understand how powerful we are in Christ. Without Jesus, we are, we are nothing. But with him, we have everything. We have full access. Uh, 1 Corinthians says we have the mind of Christ, which is the spirit. So we can know all the thoughts of God, um, but we have to be uh, leaning into that reality. We have to be asking him, Lord, you know, Amy's sharing. I'm in tears because I'm like, I'm just thinking about when you said the domestic violence, like I, I have times where like if I hear a loud male voice, my first thing is, am I going to lose my life because I'm going to have to run in to protect a woman from a man? Like that's how I think because it really matters to me when those things kind of happen. If I think about a woman who's going to have a baby and they're going to take her baby away and that baby's going to grow up without a mum, let alone without maybe an absent father, without a mum, it's like it's, that's tragic and it's happening every day and it's happening in this city. And there's people sleeping in their cars. We have people sometimes who rock up in our car park just to, to find a safe place. And it's like, we have to f find answers. And there are answers and solutions. And, but sometimes it's just opening your eyes to see and then God gives you the vision. So we already have plans. And we, we, we don't share all of the stuff that we brainstorm about and dream into. But it's, there's some radical plans that we have to, to see this city safe, but also see this city have a safe place to dwell. That's part of that Isaiah 58 vision of true and better fasting is that you would restore the streets to dwell in. You would rebuild those age-old foundations. And, uh, and the prophetic word that uh, Bob Hazlett gave to our church many years ago, and a lot of the, that word has been fulfilled, is that he said, I'm giving you not just the keys to buildings, I'm giving you the keys to people's hearts. And that's what we need. We need to see people's hearts change and transformed. We have been blessed uh, with, with understanding around heart transformation. And we want to see that multiply. And that's really the exciting part of seeing Amy step into uh, this role of, of seeing that the transformation center side. Like it's not just that, oh, Paradox Church knows how to do that. We, don't, we want every church to know, to create safe community, to, to see people transformed and healed. And so... I'm so excited about the future. I'm so excited about what we're going to be able to offer uh, these women. And again, it's going to take all of our community, that village, to come around them. And, and as Amy said, you know, to be grandmas to them, to be mothers, to be fathers, to be brothers and sisters, and just to, to love and support uh, these people. And um, but I, I really just wanted to pray for all of us, if if you don't mind. And um, you know, we've come to the end of our series on on 40 days of breakthrough, and um, it's not the end of the break through season it's just the beginning and and hopefully you'll you'll you've come to learn that as an apostolic people that we all are we are we're a missionary people we're sent by God from heaven to earth to bring his kingdom uh, that we that we're trying to help you to see that there's way more than what happens here the, the time when we gather is to equip you for the time that you're scattered out into the city to be the leaven of the heaven to be salt and to be light in every place um, but I'm just wondering if you're able to stand if you if you could stand with me I just want to pray uh, an apostolic commissioning over you thank you Lord thank you Jesus Father, we thank you that you have plans for us, but Lord, you have plans for this city. You have plans for breakthrough. You have plans for transformation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, just as, as you said in Proverbs, Lord, that people without a vision from you, Lord, they, they cast off restraint. Lord, we want a fresh vision from you. 
I pray, Holy Spirit, that even right now in this moment, you would bring a fresh vision to our mind, let a deposit in our heart, and you would see us, you would show us what you see, Lord. You would give us eyes to see from your perspective, Lord. And when you give this gigantic dream, and we might go, I could never do that, you say, I know, that's why we're going to do it together. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that we're going to see more miracles, Lord, because we're creating more opportunities for miracles, Lord. We're going to see more people healed because we're going to be praying for more people to get healed. We're going to see more people getting delivered and set free from demons because we're going to be praying for them, Lord. You're going to give us that vision to see, Lord. We thank you for finances being released to cover every area, Lord, because, Father, I hear your word. If you, if you would care for what I care about, I will provide everything that you need. That's why you said, Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and I'll provide all of those other things that you need. So we thank you for a fresh vision now, Holy Spirit. And I just pray, Lord, that as we would be captivated by that vision, Lord, as we think about all of these different spheres of influence, Lord, whether it's education, government, family, the media, all of those different seven mountains, Lord. We pray for fresh fire. We pray for fresh, uh, fresh power. We need your power, Holy Spirit. We need your vision, Holy Spirit. We need your sight, Holy Spirit. And I thank you for that breakthrough anointing, Lord, that it speaks of in Micah, that you would come as the breaker. But we thank you for that breakthrough anointing, Lord. And I just pray a commissioning now over your people, over those that are here today, those that will listen and watch later, that you would receive now that apostolic commissioning to go and to live as a sent one to bring the kingdom of God into every place that you go that even as as the as the disciples would walk and their shadow would would be cast on someone and that person would get healed lord we long for the day that that would be a natural normal reality for us lord that the power and the anointing would be so strong lord that even just coming into people's presence lord that you would flood out from us and change and transformation would happen lord this is not going to come just from having fancy ideas, Lord. This has to be your anointing. It has to be your power. It has to be your spirit of breakthrough, Lord. But God, I give my yes. I give my yes to you, Jesus. I say, here I am, send me. And if you want to do it yourself, to say, here I am, send me, Lord. Here I am, send me, apostle me, God to live as a sent one sold out for you. But Lord, would you give me a fresh vision? And Lord, would you burn it into my retina, Lord? Would you burn it so that's all I see? When I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm gonna see your vision, Jesus. And when I wake up the next day and everywhere that I go, I'm gonna see your vision, Jesus. Your vision, not just for my life, that I might receive something, Lord, but that I might have something greater to give away to the world. Lord, would you break our hearts for what breaks yours? Break our heart for what breaks yours, Jesus. And we thank you for the glorious things that you're going to do in this city. We thank you for the, we're going to see your glory. We're going to see your hand at work. We're going to see your hand at work in mighty, wonderful, beautiful, precious ways. We yield ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen.
couple of quick administrative things. Uh, if we can just bring this slide back up on the screen. So mark in the diary, 27th of August is our celebration for Lilia Haven Chapter 1. If you can bring a plate of finger food, we're going to have a finger food lunch. So if you all be intentional, we're going to have a great celebration. There'll be lots of visitors. The place will be packed. I encourage you to do that. Uh, in terms of Lilia Haven Chapter 2 that uh, Jenny's going to be overseeing, we'll share more early September. Please don't hound Jenny yet. She's only just coming on board this week, finding her feet, and then we'll uh, announce more about what that might look like for you to get involved. I encourage you this week, ask the Lord for a vision of your life, of what it looks like for you to play your role in seeding the redemption of our city. Um, I was just reminded when Brad was praying about the miracle of the pots of oil when Elisha went to the widow woman. She says, I've got nothing. And he just said, go to all, bring out your empty pots to me and then go out to your neighbours and get the empty pots. And I just feel like the word of the Lord is, is like, you might think you've got nothing to give, but just come with the little you have. He's going to bring the resources. And it wasn't just provision then for her. It was for her whole household. It became like far greater than just her. So just even your yes might feel really little and weak and in this moment, but just start thinking, what do I have at hand? What do I have at hand? What do I have at hand? Because the Lord will multiply it. He will use it. And you'll actually be surprised because that's where you'll find the encounters with the Lord, the presence with the Lord, the testimonies of the breakthrough of the Lord. It's where faith, the gift of faith is imparted. So just really want to encourage you that in your yes to the Lord. Amen. Awesome.